Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 17th of April. India recorded more than 2.3 lakh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, yet another record high in new cases since the pandemic began last year. The total COVID tally has crossed 1 crore 45 lakh. With more than 1,300 COVID-related deaths in the last 24 hours, the total death count now stands at over 1,75,000. Maharashtra and Delhi yesterday reported their highest-ever single-day surges in coronavirus cases. As Delhi logged over 19,000 new infections in the last 24 hours, Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal held a meeting this afternoon to review the situation. Maharashtra reported more than 63,000 cases as of last evening. The state's Pune division saw the highest number of cases with more than 13,000 reported, while Mumbai city recorded over 8,800 cases. Odisha Chief Minister Naveen Patnayak wrote to the Prime Minister yesterday asking for COVID-19 vaccines to be made available outside the government's supply chain. He said that this would help citizens avail the vaccine while the government could then focus on vulnerable sections of the society. In his letter, Patnayak also called for priority vaccination and flexibility in age criteria in metro cities, describing them as economic nerve centres that directly affect migrant labourers. Meanwhile, as cases rise in Uttarakhand, where lakhs of devotees are attending Haridwar's Kumbh Mela, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said today that the event should now be held as a quote-unquote symbolic one. This came after 613 people tested positive for the virus in Haridwar and one person, the head seer of an Akhara, died. The Prime Minister wrote on Twitter this morning that he had discussed the issue with Avdeshanand Giri of the Juna Akhara, one of the 13 religious clans taking part in the festival. However, a final decision on cutting the event short can only be taken by the parent body of clans as the Uttarakhand state government has ruled out the possibility of curtailing the Kumbh Mela. And now for an update on global COVID numbers. COVID-19-related deaths across the world crossed the grim mark of 3 million today, while more than 140 million people have been infected so far. In the fifth phase of voting for the Assembly election today, a voter turnout of 69.40% was recorded till 4pm in West Bengal. With 45 Assembly seats, the fifth phase was the largest one in terms of the number of seats going to polls. A BJP polling agent died at a booth in Kamarhati town today. The death was not caused by an incident of violence and the Election Commission has sought a report on the matter. News agency PTI reported that sporadic incidents of clashes were reported from Shantinagar area of Bidhannagar, Siliguri, Nadia district and Bijpur among others. Yesterday, the Election Commission had ordered a 72-hour silence period instead of the usual 48 hours for the remaining phases of voting. The poll body also banned election rallies and meetings between 7pm and 10am in view of the COVID-19 situation. The EC had called an all-party meeting in Kolkata after the High Court sought its response on the steps it had taken on COVID-19 safety protocols during election campaigning. Many political leaders, including the Prime Minister and Home Minister Amit Shah, have been addressing massive rallies and roadshows without wearing masks. Also in Bengal, the Election Commission has issued a notice to Trinamool Congress leader Sujata Mondal Khan for her comments on the scheduled caste community. The EC said it had received a complaint from BJP's Mukhtar Abbas Nakhvi after Sujata had called members of the community as quote-unquote beggars by nature. The Election Commission found Sujata's remarks to violate the model code of conduct. 
Its notice to the politician said, and I quote, The Commission gives you an opportunity to explain your stand in making the above statement and not to suspend your status as a star campaigner for few days, unquote. The body said that if the leader failed to respond to the notice in 24 hours, a decision would be taken without further communication with her. During this election, a battle between the TMC and BJP alliances is playing out in the hills of Darjeeling, whose political history is shaped by the Gorkha movement for decades. The BJP is hugely popular here, as evidenced in its massive rallies and in private conversations, while the TMC has chosen not to field its own candidates, leaving it to its alliance partners. In her piece for News Laundry, Anuradha Sharma tapped into the nuances of politics and voters in the region. You can read her report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Relegated to a Supporting Role, Will the TMC Catamaran Sink or Sail in Darjeeling? In sharp contrast was journalist Rajdeep Sardesai's recent sojourn in Kerala for the election. On newslaundry.com, S. Harikrishnan says he found Sardesai's program to be a hodgepodge of stereotypes and north-splaining. Harikrishnan asked who was even the target audience for this show. You can read his opinion piece on our website. It is titled, Crude Stereotypes and a Dish That Must Not Be Named. It's Rajdeep Sardesai in Kerala. While every journalist wants a slice of the election pie, it's not easy to strike that nuance. But that's what we are trying to do at News Laundry with our assembly election coverage, with our teams in Assam, Bengal and Kerala. We bring you stories that matter and we are able to do this because we are an independent news platform. We don't depend on the government or private corporations and we are able to hold power to account thanks to our subscribers who pay to keep news free. So, if you're not a subscriber already, support us today by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. The Jharkhand High Court today granted bail to jailed RJD leader Lalu Prasad Yadav in a case linked to the Bihar fodder scam. The former Bihar chief minister was serving a sentence in what was known as the Dumka Treasury case. Yadav was convicted of withdrawing Rs 3.13 crore from the treasury in the Dumka city in Jharkhand, formerly in Bihar. While granting bail, Justice Aparish Kumar Singh said that the politician can neither leave the country without permission nor change his address or mobile number during the bail period. Yadav is currently in Delhi's Ames Hospital for treatment. He had earlier received bail in three out of the four cases linked to the swindling of government funds meant for cattle fodder. With getting a bail in the Dumka case, he will now be allowed to go home after his discharge from the hospital. The Dumka Treasury case pertains to funds taken out of the city's treasury by Bihar's animal husbandry department officials in the 90s when Lalu Prasad Yadav was the chief minister. The Jammu and Kashmir police yesterday arrested a woman special police officer under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and terminated her service. This came a day after a purported video showing the officer, identified as Sema Akhtar, objecting to the frequent army raids at her home in Kulgam district. In a tweet yesterday, Kulgam police said that Akhtar was arrested for quote-unquote glorifying terrorism and obstructing government officials in discharge of duty. In the video, a woman whose face is not visible is heard asking army personnel why they are conducting searches at her home even during the month of Ramzan. She also said in the video that her mother is not keeping well. She also called the army men who were not visible as outsiders and purportedly said that militants would have fired at them had they been present. 
According to the Indian Express, the Jammu and Kashmir police said in an official release that security forces had conducted search operations in Kulgam on April 14. The release stated, and I quote, the lady resisted the search party and turned violent and uttered statements glorifying the violent actions of terrorists. She captured a video through her personal phone and uploaded it on social media platforms for dissemination with the intent of disrupting the search operation. Unquote. People's Democratic Party chief Mehbooba Mufti criticized the arrest, saying that Sema's home was searched without any reason. There are a growing number of cases of people being booked under the UAPA, including an assistant professor in Jammu last month who had exposed corruption by the administration. The law has also been used against activists in the Bhima Koregaon case, the citizenship law protest, and even a journalist who was trying to report on the Hathras rape and murder. But the UAPA is well known for being draconian. If you want to know how and why, check out Meghnath S's explainer of the law on newslaundry.com. The video is titled, Explained, Why is UAPA a Draconian Law? While you're there, please watch my colleague Anna's interview with the wife of GN Sai Baba, a teacher, writer and activist who was convicted under the UAPA in 2017. He's been in prison since 2014 and his wife said that the Indian government has waged a witch hunt against him. You can watch the full interview on newslaundry.com. It is titled, It's a Witch Hunt. Professor Sai Baba's wife on his sacking by DU. United Kingdom Home Minister Preeti Patel has approved the extradition of fugitive diamond merchant Nirav Modi to India, where he will face trial. Modi is accused of duping the Punjab National Bank, or PNB, of more than 13,000 crore. He was arrested on March 19, 2019, and has since been lodged in London's Wandsworth Jail. Nirav is facing two sets of criminal proceedings in India. The CBI case relates to large-scale fraud upon PNB through the fraudulent obtaining of letters of understanding, while the Enforcement Directorate is investigating the laundering of the proceeds of that fund. On February 24, the Westminster Magistrates Court in London had allowed Nidav's extradition to India. The CBI had said that the Westminster Court ruling was significant and that it should serve as a reminder to all fugitives indulging in large-value frauds that they cannot escape the law merely by changing their countries of residence. Four members of the Sikh community were among those killed in a shooting incident at a FedEx warehouse in United States Indianapolis on Thursday, the New York Times reported. The four Sikh victims were identified as Amarjeet Johal, Jaswinder Kaur, Amarjeet Sikhon and Jaswinder Singh. India will render all possible assistance to local authorities and community leaders in Indianapolis, said Indian Foreign Minister S. Jaishankar in the wake of the incident. At least eight people were killed and several injured in the incident. The police had said that the gunman was believed to have killed himself after. His death was not included in the toll. About 90% of the workers at this delivery facility of FedEx are said to be Indian Americans, mostly from the Sikh community. This was the third mass shooting this year in the city of Indianapolis alone, news agency AFP reported. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
to catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.